0: This is Life from the Convent, Podcast twenty three. All oh, there was a big pack of us. We'd pick mangoes in the summer months. We all had big dreams this was the money that we'd earn on the side and we'd get a tan twas a farmer's tan now wherever the shorts cut off or the t-shirts cut off but i oh, would look you'd look a finer after three months of that well I did the legs on me the arms on me I did come from all over to see me legs and arms hordes of them There was one lady there destined for stardom and we encouraged her she had a very clear idea of who she wanted to be, what she wanted to do. That was grand. Fanny Fuller Gravy was her name. And we all saved up so we could send her on the ship to Hollywood. Wasn't she very lucky? The film execs, oh, they put a billion bucks behind her. Big box, big box. She could tap dance for seventy-two hours straight and not even break a sweat. What an athlete she was! She even tap danced her way across the Hollywood sign under hills. Oh But didn't it all come crashing down? Oh, it did. The day before the film execs launched her officially to the public, she died. Oh, she died a hard death. And it was while she was putting on her jumper too quickly one morning, A very unusual death. And the boys at NYPD Blues and LAPD Blues suspected foul play. Because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you for why. It was 100 degrees Celsius outside. There was no need for putting on the jumper. So why was she putting on the jumper? So... Foul play. So, in the end, we had to relook at the group and pin all our hopes on on another fella. His name was Hopscotch Flopsock. oh, and you think butter wouldn't melt in his mouth to look at him, but he never lost one fisticuff by. Not one. Every man was base in the mango pickers. Well, he was so impressive, so godly, so powerful that we sent him off to Hollywood too. But instead of the ship like Fanny full of gravy, he took the plane and we gave him all of the garlic his body could take so that he wouldn't get deep vein thrombosis on the flight. Oh, we wanted to protect this asses. Oh, this hot, hot asset, boy. So he fought all the big boys in the cages and in the boxing rings very successful oh but what got him in the end what got him in the end so wasn't it a kebab went down the wrong way (coughs) killed him so that was another another one from the group we lost First Fanny full of gravy, then hopscotch flapsock. Oh we were beside ourselves beside ourselves with the grief So after all these plans fell through we had to we had to think of an alternative We had to think of a way outsmart the economy make the money fast tinker of the niche And it was like a fork of lightning through a tree, through a pebble on the beach. It was that precise. And it was myself who came up with it. I turned to the lads. They were taking a break from the mangoes one afternoon. Oh, it was so hot that day. Very, very hot. They all had their tops off. No sun cream on. No sun cream in those days. Oh, no. And I said, I think I've just taught something. And I think it's pretty good. But you'll think I'm mad. And they all... Cutting away, raising their eyes to heaven. And one of them said, So we know you're mad already, love. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that was true. But I said, Wait until you hear this. And some of them sat up, and you could see the folds in their bellies when they sat up. Even though lying down, they had stomachs like surfboards, mind. I said, what would you think if I were to set up a business where fellas would pay to be carried around? And they started shaking their heads and they were saying, what? What are you on about? And I said, well, it's very easy for women to be carried, because we're light. But what about, wouldn't it be nice for men to be carried? And they stopped and they talked, and some of the fellas who were feeling particularly honest that day said, I wouldn't mind it sometimes. They were saying things like after a particularly hard day of work or melons or it would be nice just to be picked up thrown over a shoulder and carried to bed or given a nice massage or it would be lovely to feel weightless. And I thought about why so many men want to be astronauts and get involved in that kind of malarkey. And I thought, is it because they can feel weightless and not have the gravity down on them? The gravity as well as their problems and their responsibilities and the whole lot. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be nice for them if they could be picked up and carried around for a while? So I went about setting up the business. I didn't know if it would work. I didn't know if people would laugh and say, that's, that's mad. And funnily enough, when I did launch it, I had that exact reaction from women and men alike. All over the world, people were shaking their heads, saying, oh, this is mad, this is mad. And yes, I had a peach-coloured phone on me wall next to me bed. And it'll be hopping off the wall, hopping off with the calls. People calling from all over. Guatemala, Japan, New Zealand, Arizona, you name it. Dorset, all over. Greenland. They were calling me saying, when, where, how can I avail of this? So you were having all of this reaction on the surface. But then, in the bowels of it, people calling, going into their their back rooms and their houses away from their wives and kids and calling up that bloody number like there was no tomorrow and saying, can we franchise it here where we are? Oh, what do you mean? What you mean you don't do it in Greenland? Can I do franchise or melons? Ah oh, I tell you. things started picking up then by I'll be making the dinner for Donald, my husband. And usually his dinner was sausage and beans from the can stew from the can or he was a big fan of banana fingers, my own creation involving pistachios, bananas, and moss from the garden. Oh, it was very nice. I'd be licking his fingers afterwards. So... Well, I'd be pottering about in the kitchen. Donald would be taking the calls from the peach phone in my bedroom. And I'd say the first month, oh, we were flat out. There was about a thousand bookings, a thousand bookings from all over the world. And we figured we would have to franchise which one of the lads who called up suggested. Very clever fella from Guatemala. And really, the the thing we'd have to do first was build a thing. Because it's one thing to be carried around. And the, the draw of it was that they'd be carried around by a woman. But a lot of the time, it's not possible... Not physically possible. So I had to get on to the boys in in Nanjing Technical University. And they're always really the brains behind the operation. And I went through to MIT and Karolinska Institute. A few places like this. They hung up on me for the most part. But I had to shoot the shit with them. Or at least try. I never got further than the gatekeeper. Never got further than the secretary. God love me. So one night, myself and Donald, we sat down, put our heads together, and all the coffee was... The coffee pot had never been worked so hard. Oh, I lay it down on its side for four days afterwards so it could have a sleep for itself. But that night, the coffee pot was hopping off the hub, hopping off the hub, like it was a coffee pot disco. Oh, and poor Donald, he's sensitive to to coffee, so he was on the Viagra... But the Viagra would never work where it was supposed to work. It would work on his brain. And that was fine. And that's what I needed from him. So we came up with something, if you can imagine. It's like a Selvin Una on wheels. In a spacesuit. If you can imagine that. And what would happen was the woman would come along and place her hands into the, the space suit. It wasn't a space suit, It was on the same premise as a space suit. So the shoe that was in the shape of a body, a body and, but it was dressed up as a dress and tight and heels, but on wheels. And the arms were stiff, they'd only just go up so that the man would lie across the arms. And in the arms was a selvin' unit, but a space for the woman to put her arms as if she was the one lifting the man with her strength. So very, very complex. Oh. But it was pure, red-hot genius. and Me and Danny, we were very happy with what we had done. And I'd say it took us I'd say it took us nine hours, eleven minutes. I had maybe eleven coffees. I was jittery oh jittery all right. Jittery like a fish out of the water onto the hot sand. And I had the blueprint drawn up with me finest, me finest drawing skills, and then I had one of the younguns in the school improve on it so that people could actually understand what i had drawn. Cause after however many coffees, there was a few squiggles and zigzags and. T- the pencil had gone off the page a few times from the jitters. We found a very popular thing that fellas wanted to do when they were being carried around was to be brought to the likes at the supermarket and the woman in the shoe should be pushing the trolley the wheels and the wheels, the wheels on her feet and the wheels on the trolley, and he'd be across her arms. And they just wanted to be taken around the supermarket while carried. But given that they had a lot of pride and they didn't want to be found out, they'd go at midnight, you know, the 24-hour supermarkets and that. And a lot of the time we had to go over to the, the big old UK, big old places like London Town, the big smoke. You wouldn't be doing that in Ireland with the 24-hour shop and you'd be lucky to get... Anyway, so that was, that was a very popular one. Then there were other ones that just wanted to be wheeled from Ireland to the Andes. So you'd have to start off in their county and you'd be going down the motorway with the shoes and they'd be carried and... Then you'd be going to the... to the Ross Lair, getting on the ferry, going across and getting onto the land. Wheeling away, planes, boats, the whole lot till you got to the Andes. That was another route. Don't be fooled by the knobs that I got. I'm still granny, granny from the block. I got the money. I dropped my stamps at the post office. Bend over and pick it up from me, by I said, Bend over and pick it up from me, boy but to get back to the story the other thing that became quite common was if they were staying local and this is what happened with a lot of the franchises all over the world all over the world you wouldn't believe it was massive and not one word of it on the social media I'll word them out I'll word them out cause that's where the money is still What well, happened after the supermarkets and various midnight activity as far as the manlifting would go? The motorways would be quiet at night, and what they'd do is there'd be rows and rows of the rollers of these machines that I designed with the women with their arms in it and lifting the men but they'd be rolling up and down the motorways and the men would be lying across the arms of the machines waggling their little legs happy as Larry chatting to each other like they were girls at a slumber party it was quite sweet and they'd have things like cheese boards and lemonade and olives all that kind of stuff and they'd really be letting loose and telling each other secrets and oh just start to combing each other's hair but it was a real luxury for them and they had the money for it but their wives never found out about her, but it was worth it for them to be paying the box, to be getting that experience, especially for the bigger boys, the big big boys, or oh, the big ones, who couldn't, in a million years, be lifted even by some of the women the hive met in funny mountainous places. Big, big women. Massive. Their ties would be the width of a skyscraper. Oh, massive women. Not even them could lift these kind of lads, these men. So the machine was the only thing that could make them weightless if they didn't have the brains and the money to become astronauts. So it was a big success and I did make the box and I shared it with the mango pickers and they were delighted with it. And finally we'd found a horse to back that didn't drop dead and that was myself for that moment. And we still went mango picking for the camaraderie and for the sun to get ourselves a tan and mangoes are oh they're absolutely delicious to munch on and i still munch on on a mango whenever i can right down to its core and then you suck off the the fleshy bits off it and oh that's that's really something that's that's delicious orders. But, as what happened the last time with the the other the other job I had the postal the fish the postal fish company that I was talking about in podcast two or three, whichever one of was I blew on my money, uh, but this time not on the, the perfume that I was telling you about, I blew it on. Buying a couple of uh, tanks for Donald. He's always been a fan of the big military tanks and we have a, a semi detached and there'd be one out the front and one out the back and Donald would be out in them all day long uh, pretending he's at war with the whole place. Oh he has a great time. I even put a phone inside it for him so he can call me. He can pretend he's off. Some were very important. And uh, unfortunately, the money went. But I'll think of another thing. I'll think of another niche. Thank you, Nula, And that is the end of the podcast. Thank you.